In this episode of Pastor Brad Rocks, remember the kids' party game, Pin the Tail on the Donkey? Remember the whole idea was, was you got one person and you blindfolded them. You spun them around, then you pointed them in the general direction of the donkey, put this little paper tail in their hand with a stick pin on the end of it, and said, okay, go, pin the tail on the donkey. And everyone would laugh while the person kind of walked over there without having any idea really where they were headed, and, and they just tried to arbitrarily stick the pin in the right place and everybody go oh it's hilarious you hit it you, you stuck it in his ear or, or you didn't even hit the poster or whatever right the whole point is it's hard to hit a target that you can't see it's hard to navigate in the right direction when you don't have your eyes fixed on where you're supposed to be going right Do you know how many people go through life like that they get all spun around caught up in all kinds of stuff that doesn't matter in this life their eyes are completely blinded by just fleshly desires worldly desires stuff, junk that doesn't really matter, stuff that's temporal, stuff that is is useless. And then they end up at the end of the day or at some point in their life going, why isn't my life going the direction it should? Why can't I hit the prize? Why can't I move in a direction that's meaningful and purposeful, right? We're going to talk about that because the Bible says a lot of stuff about this. It really, really addresses this big time. When we get done today, man, you're going to know how to set your attention on things that matter and open your eyes and be able to see where you're going and live your life in a way that is truly uh, of eternal value and brings real joy to your life. I'm excited to share this with you, man. And of course, I get to share a song from my 2004 release, Out of the Hellhole. This track's called No Turning Back, and it's just going to rock you up and underscore exactly what we're talking about today. So, man, I'm glad you're here. Jesus is here with us. This is no accident. Say that all the time. It's true. God wants to speak to you today, man. It's going to be awesome. Let's do it. Do it. Pastor Brad here, your 80s heavy metal head banging, Jesus loving online pastor. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Pastor Brad Rocks podcast. Hey, wherever you happen to be listening to this episode, be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes. If you're enjoying these podcasts, whatever platform you happen to be on, if you can leave a thumbs up or a comment or share this episode with a friend, that would be awesome to help the audience grow. God bless you, man. Thank you in advance so much for that. And now let's move on to the point of today's podcast. All right, dude, so how do we pin the tail on the donkey? How do we hit the prize? How do we live in such a way that our attention are focused on things that matter and that actually move our life in a direction that brings glory to God and joy to our lives and meaning and purpose to our days? Well, here's what Jesus said in Luke chapter 9, verse 62. No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. Some of you guys know my story. You know that I'm legally blind, right? I have major vision issues. And uh, I kind of feel bad about it, but it's for that reason that my wife, she cuts our grass, okay, here in Tennessee. I used to cut the grass in Michigan when we lived up there. We had a small yard in Michigan. It was square, and we had it fenced in. And the reason I could cut the grass up in Michigan was because I could fix my eyes on the fence post or the stick or something at the end of the next row. And I I could move toward that and then I could turn around and I could fix my eyes on another object like the next, you know, where I was headed and I could cut straight lines and it worked. 
Well, in Tennessee, our backyard's hilly and it's kind of, it's not square and it's impossible. I can't do that. And because I can't see to move in a straight line, I, my, my rows get all off and, and I just, I can't see where I've been and all that kind of thing. It's the same kind of idea with what Jesus is talking about in this verse. When you put your hand to the plow, if you're going to plow a straight line, there's no way to do it unless you fix your eyes on an object at the end of where you're headed, right? You keep your eyes fixed on that object and then you're able to plow in a straight line. If you turn your head around, you look backwards while you're plowing, it's all messed up, all right? And Jesus is saying, look, man, if you're going to live a life that's worthy of the kingdom, if you're going to live a life that is pointed toward glorifying God and living for Christ, man, you can't be looking around, oh, look at that stuff in the world. Oh, look at that junk in the world. And I'm not, that's not saying you can't, you know, live in this world and, and enjoy stuff and all that, but but the focus of your life can't be on this world. It's got to be on the things of heaven, man. I remember one time I was doing a study on something related to this, and I, I came across an experiment that these guys did on YouTube. It was a really cool video. It was kind of like a giant pin the tail on the donkey experiment. They stood this guy on the edge of a field. They blindfolded him. They didn't spin him around or disorient him. They, they pointed him directly in the direction that he wanted to, to go, and they said, Okay, now just walk a straight line across this field. Of course, he was blindfolded, as I said, and he took off walking, and he thought he was walking in a straight line. But they mapped out, they showed it like like, like one of these pencil-type drawing things, and, and they mapped out where he walked, and he started off straight, and then he started veering to the left, and the next thing you know, he's walking around in this big circle. And he just kept walking around in circles, and he never got across the field, and the whole time he thought he was walking in a straight line. They did the same thing with a the guy. They put him in a car. It was an old Model T or something like that, and, and they said, okay, it was a flat field, where it wasn't going to hit big rocks and stuff. They said, just drive. Just drive straight across this field. And you think, dude, just hold the wheel straight, right? Again, started off driving straight across the field, and the next thing you knew, he started veering to the left, and he drove around in circles. When you don't keep your eyes fixed on where you're going, you can't walk or drive or move or navigate in a straight line. That's Jesus' whole point here, and that applies to our life. When we don't set our sights and our attentions on where we want to go intentionally, where our life will not move in that direction. We will find ourselves walking around in circles saying, why am I still struggling with this? Why, why am I dealing with this same thing again and again and again and again? <laughs> Instead of moving forward in a positive direction. Nobody's life accidentally drifts toward Christ or towards spiritual growth or maturity, right? The only way we get there is by intentional daily decisions, man. There's a really good reason why the front windshield on your car is about two and a half feet high by five feet wide. And your rear view mirror is two and a half inches by five inches. It's because what's ahead of you and where you're going is way more important for you to be able to see and pay attention to than what's behind you. It's not bad, and, and sometimes it's helpful to, to look back and reference and say, okay, I see what's behind me. And, and it's not even a bad thing in life to look back and remember things, and, and some things are important to remember, but it's a way more important thing to be able to see where you're going and to be able to keep your attention on moving in the right direction. This is why all kinds of Bible verses speak to this, like Colossians chapter 3, verse 2, where Paul says, set your minds. That means don't don't let your minds drift onto a bunch of different things, and, and don't approach life in this haphazard, like whatever comes 
you know, will come kind of uh, attitude. No, no, make an intentional decision to set, to fix your, your mind on the things of heaven, on God's word, on his truth, and to live your life by that. And he goes on, he says, not on earthly things. This is why Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, fix your eyes, fix your attention, fix your eyes on Jesus. He's the author and he's the perfecter of our faith. He writes the script. He writes the handbook. He's the one who pioneered our faith and showed us how to live a life that honors God, right? He's the author of our faith and he's the perfecter of it. Fix your eyes, all of your attention on him, his example, his life, his strength, his presence in your life, man. That's how we live this thing. Okay, let's get really practical. I've got two thoughts for you that I think will help you step into this life of meaning and purpose. The first thought is this, the Christian life begins with a U-turn. You have to acknowledge when you hear the gospel, when you hear the fact that we're broken, that we're sinners, that Jesus was God's, is God's son, that he came from heaven, that he lived the perfect life, the sinless life. He went to the cross as the lamb of God. He shed his blood to atone for, to pay for, to take the penalty for our sin that we deserved, right? He was buried and he rose again. He's seated by the right hand of God right now and he's interceding for his followers and his blood covers all those who turn to him. That's the operative phrase right there. Who turn to him and put their trust in him. When you hear that, you have to acknowledge that you are broke, that you are a sinner. You have to acknowledge that he is God's son and that what he did on the cross was payment for your sin. And then you do this thing that the Bible calls repent. You do a 180. You do a U-turn. You say, okay, I've been walking this direction with my life. My eyes, my attention, my heart has been set on the stuff of this world. I have been seated on the throne of my heart. And now it's time to do a U-turn to turn away from the things of this world and to turn to Christ intentionally and say, Lord, I'm going to begin to live for you every day. Two things I would tell you are super important parts of that decision. Number one, find a church. Find a group of believers who love Jesus. Find a pastor who loves the word of God and who wants to help you learn the word of God and obey it and jump in there. Fellowship, interaction with other believers, it is key. Jesus said, I will build my church. What he meant when by that word, we hear that word in America and we just think it's that building down the road with a church or with a cross on top of it. It's not. That building is where the church meets. Okay. The word church means assembly. Jesus said, I'm going to build a community of people. That is, the, that is the whole idea of church in the new Testament, that we are a family. We are a group of people who've been called out of this world. We've all done that U-turn. We've all taken inventory of our life and acknowledged Jesus as our savior. And we are called to do life together, to encourage each other, to hold one another accountable, to serve together, to love one another, to worship together, all those things. Listen, man, there are over 50 commands in the New Testament that include the phrase one another. We are called to love one another, teach one another, uh, encourage one another, serve one another, on and on and on. Guess what you can't do? If you're not plugged in to a body of believers doing life with them, you can't obey the commands of scripture and, and therefore you won't grow. There's no such thing as a Lone Ranger Christian in the New Testament. The Bible doesn't even speak of that concept. When you're baptized into Christ, you're baptized into the body of Christ. 
So don't let the devil fool you into thinking, hey, dude, I believe in Jesus, and, 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 and I'm listening to this podcast, dude, and, and, and it's all good. It's awesome that you believe in Jesus, and, and I'm glad you're listening to this podcast. But listen, you were called to do life with the church. You need them, and they need you, and Jesus calls you to plug in, and this is a super important way that you keep your attention focused in the right direction. One of the first signs that I've noticed as a pastor, one of the first signs that a person is struggling spiritually that a person is struggling with keeping their eyes on the right things is that they drop out of church they quit worshiping with the body that's a red flag something's going on there okay so now you've made that u-turn made this commitment to following Jesus and you're plugged into a body and you're learning and you're growing, let me read a passage for you and break this down a little bit that I think will help you in a super practical way to live this thing out for the rest of your life. Philippians chapter 3 verses 13 and 14. Paul gives us a game plan for living our life. He says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. And in the context of this, he's saying, I'm not perfect yet. I haven't become everything that God's called me to be or that I want to be yet. Okay, I still have a lot of stuff that I'm working on, that God's working on inside of me. But one thing I do, Paul said, And when he says one thing, he's saying, this is the focus of my life, man. This is how I live. Forgetting what is behind. You hear that? Forgetting what is behind. Forgetting what's in that little rear view mirror. And straining toward what is ahead. Putting my attention on the front through what's coming up through the front windshield here. Okay, what's coming up? I'm straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward. In other words, he's saying, I set my mind on things above. I fix my eyes on Jesus. And guess what? There's probably not going to be a day that goes by that I don't say, oh, why did I say that? Oh, why did I do that? Why did I give into that? Why did I, you know, why did I stumble in that situation? But you know what I do with those times? I confess them. I say, Lord, I blew it. I'm sorry. I I confess that. In other words, I, I give it to God and I forget it. I forget what's behind. I let go of it. I don't hold on to it. I don't play it over and over again in my mind. I don't wring my hands with worry and regret. No, I let go of it. I thank God for his blood that washed it. It's gone. And I continue to fix my eyes afresh, afresh, afresh on Jesus and strain and press toward becoming more of who he's called me to be. That's how we live our life, man. Let go of what's behind. The blood covers it, man. It's it, God knew before he created the world that Jesus would come and die on the cross for you. Okay? And he also knew that every he also knew every single stumble, bumble, mess up, sin you would ever uh, you know do. And the blood covers it all. So don't waste one second worrying about whether God's grace is big enough to cover your mess-ups today, your sin today. It is, okay? It's not an excuse to sin. Grace is not a license to sin. It's a liberating force that sets us free from the power of sin and the penalty of sin so that we can now, with joy and without being all stressed out, we can now say, I know that I'm washed in the blood. Now I can give my full attention to just loving and living for God and focusing on living this day for his glory, right? And that's what I mean by straining toward the prize. All right, dude, so if you need to, do that U-turn. Turn away from the things of this life, this world, and turn toward Christ. Make him your savior and your Lord. Find a good 
body of believers and start worshiping with them and learning the word of God and finding out what Christ calls you to do as a disciple and press into that. And every time you hear Jesus calling you to do something, say, okay, I'm going to obey that. I'm going to obey that. I'm going to obey that to the best of your ability. That's what you do. You just obey Jesus. And then you live this Philippians 3, 13 and 14 philosophy out. Every time you stumble, you let go of it. You let go of what's behind every day and you press on toward what's what's coming up, becoming more of who God's called you to be. That's it, dude. That's how we live this thing in a very practical sense called the Christian life. This song that I'm going to share with you today is called No Turning Back, and it's all about this exact thing we've been talking about. And this song has a pretty cool little backstory. This song was written right around the time that I surrendered my life to Christ. I had just rededicated my life to Christ. I had just had my brain tumor. You probably heard me talk about that. Um, I'd lost you know, so much of my vision. I was struggling to kind of find my way. I hadn't gotten into uh, school yet. I hadn't really uh, discovered the call of God on my life to jump into ministry yet. I was living with a friend named Mike Davis. We were in a, a band, um, of course. It was called Blueprint. I'll, I'll share some stories about them along the way for sure. And Mike was a singer, and we wrote this song called No Turning Back. I remember sitting in, in a bedroom, a spare bedroom that I was living in at the at the time sitting on the floor banging this out with mike and and him singing it and writing the words and uh, now the version that ended up on out of the hellhole in 2004 I, i'm not sure if the lyrics are 100 percent what he wrote uh, i i think i did it the best i could from memory i may have had an old scratch tape and tried to listen to it you know but uh, anyway that's where that song came from man and mike if you're listening dude i hope you're good i hope you're doing great i haven't talked to mike in years and years and years but uh, mike davis good dude i hope you're hope you're doing great and and here's our song man this is it i hope those of you who are listening i hope it rocks you up i hope it encourages you the whole point is don't turn back man forget what's behind and strain toward what's ahead make that u-turn jump into a body of believers do life with them learn grow and press toward the prize here it is man no turning back
All right. Hey, man, thanks so much for hanging out with me on this podcast. I hope you really enjoyed it, and I hope it totally rocked you up for Jesus. As we wrap things up here, let me quickly say, if you dig what I'm doing, man, and you're blessed by the music, the podcast, the teaching videos, etc., and you want to support this ministry, this mission to reach classic metalheads for Jesus, I want to invite you to head over to my Patreon page and learn how your just couple dollars a month will make a huge difference in this ministry. And also about some amazing exclusive benefits that you'll receive in exchange for your support. The link to my Patreon page will be at the very top of the show notes. So head over there, check it out, learn about it, pray about it. And whatever you decide, man, God bless you. And thanks for being part of the Pastor Brad Rocks family, man. Remember to like, share, subscribe, leave comments, all those things that helps the show to grow. Really appreciate it. Stop by PastorBradRocks.net sometime. Over there, you can learn all about the ministry, the music, get some free uh, music downloads, all kind of cool stuff. Also, if you're interested in following Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, best decision you'll ever, ever, ever make, promise bar none. You can learn about that over at PastorBradRocks.net as well, or leave a comment here. I'll get back with you. Shoot me an email at PastorBrad at AOL.com. Yes, I still use AOL. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with me, man. Until next time, keep your eyes on Jesus. God bless you. Pastor Brad, out.